0: Welcome to Fiery Discourse, your podcast for media featuring dragnesses, female dinosaurs, and other similar stories and scalies. I'm your host, Lad Milanon, and with me are my co-hosts, Angron, Math Machine, and lucky evie today is our 12th episode and we're discussing aragon from 2006 so let's get things started yep so this basically one thing that is funny with the movie industry as soon as there's a movie that's a basic that's a big success everybody tries knocking it off you had jaws Mm -hmm. led to a bunch of killer animal movies you had airport led to a bunch of airplane disaster movies Mm -hmm. and of course lord of the rings and, you know, to lesser end, also Harry Potter led to a Wars. lot of fantasy movies in the uh, mid to late 2000s. There was a lot of these. And I've never read the original uh, books, so I can't say about the quality of basically the books compared to the movie. So we can't really do that. I do know that yeah. with this movie, I actually have kind of a history with it. I actually went to see it on Christmas Day 2006. Like we went out to a restaurant, then we went to the movies, and we went to see, you know, this movie. And even at that age, you know, I was like uh, maybe 12 years old at that time, I felt really, really ripped off with it. It's not a bad movie, per se, but it's not what you were expecting with all, like, the advertising and the posters and that. I feel like with this movie, it's not a bad movie by any stretch of the imagination, My biggest problem with it is that it just is very generic and it definitely in like almost every single corner of the movie, you could tell it is so desperately trying to be Middle Earth and and like every aspect. And again, I haven't read the book, so I can't compare it, but it can't be as derivative as Tolkien as, say, like this movie was. Yeah. I actually
1: kind of disagree. I think that because it was just so generic, so bland, so just... I've seen this movie a dozen different times, and I've never watched it kind of thing, that it is actually worse than something like In the Name of the King, because at least... Oh, no, because at least In the
0: Name of the King, right, you at least would rec- would at least acknowledge that it's so bad, it's good. It has stuff like, you know, Ray Liotta trying to be an evil wizard... Mm-hmm. But he still sounds like he's playing Henry Hill stuff like yeah. that. But as this, for example, is just—it's one of those movies I think that you play, you put on the background while you're like working at your house or something. It's on like a Sunday afternoon. You see it on. You just play it on for background noise. I feel like that is basically the perfect definition of this movie in a nutshell.
2: Yeah, it's background movies, but it's not really that bad of a background movie, personally. There were a lot of things in it that I did kind of see it being somewhat Lord of the Rings, somewhat uh, Star Wars, surprisingly. But honestly, it never really, it, you know. Actually, on that top, on that note, it's actually more like Star Wars rather yeah, than just flat out, uh, Lord, of out Lord of the, of the Rings. It definitely is
0: like a New Hope with, you know, with dragons, which of course you think it'd be awesome, but. As and you can some see, of this kind really of, is kind work. Of, it,
2: it is, just not for the right reasons. Reasons, I exactly, mean, exactly. We'll, we'll exactly. get to the reasons why later. Of course, <laughs> of course. <laughs> but, yeah.
0: Yeah, well, apparently this is going to be a lot more like Lord of the Rings, because the original person they wanted to play, Aragorn, was none other than Elijah Wood. And their <laughs> second choice was going to be Shia LaBeouf. So that mm-hmm, would have mm-hmm. been very weird. But Both choices I like. I can't really see either of them. I mean, Elijah Wood, he's a fantastic actor. I even like the stuff he's doing now. Like, say, like, uh, what was the movie with him with the the father come to daddy and stuff like that? I even like the stuff he's doing now. But I feel like for this kind of role, this really is, and again, you said like a new hope, this really is, Aragon is basically Luke Skywalker. And it's funny that I remember with the uh, villain as well, that On all the posters and all the marketing material, uh, Galbatorix, played by John Malkovich, is always promoted as the main villain. He's barely in the movie. It's like his second-in-command, you know, Durza the Wizard, that's actually the main villain. I think the reason why, you know, Galbatorix isn't in the movie that much, John Cusack took control of his body again and had him leave the set. Yo, had him quit his film career and go back to puppeteering again. But yeah, definitely, this definitely is derivative of other works because Aragon's mark on his hand—you know, the e—you know, sig- insignia—is mm. a lot like Harry Potter's scar, you could say.
2: One could th- make that comparison, yeah, yeah, yeah. sort of. And but again, I mean, in in fairness, it has a it has a valid reason for existing.
0: No, no, it like, definitely was put in there actually because it makes sense. You know, it's the mark of the dragon rider, and that which again. It is a really, really cool concept. And it it, it does do some good things right. I will say that. Some of the effects, especially for 2006, especially a major one, which we'll be talking about in a little while, are really, really well done. The idea of, like, the uh, smoke dragons are definitely cool.
2: Yeah, dark magic dragons. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Okay, full disclosure, if they had gone ahead with a sequel... I personally wouldn't have minded it. It probably would have been the same thing. It probably would have been worse. It probably would have been better somewhat. But I kind of wanted to see this come to a some come to somewhat of an end.
0: Yeah, no, I can definitely well, agree with you. It, it, what ha- what happened was they were actually going to do like uh, Lord of the Rings. They were going to film both sequels back to back. What happened was that apparently, and again, I haven't read the book, so I can't say. They changed so much from the book, so much, that it would actually be physically impossible to do a sequel. They actually changed so much that they couldn't continue with the story because they, they completely altered, like, complete character motivations. They altered, you know, entire sequences in that, that if you made a sequel, you pretty much would have to write one completely from scratch. Couldn't actually use the book sequels, which, th- that is insane, you know? I mean, and,
2: honestly, if it was its own thing, I wouldn't have minded
0: as much. No, no, me either. And you're also right with it not feeling complete because that's the exact I, same thing with like a Ralph Bakshi's Lord of the Rings animated yeah, movies. It that stops at like Two Towers. And again, they were going to make a sequel, but the movie underperformed, so we didn't get the full story. Yeah. Technically, we got that weird Return of the King animated movie from 1980. That's...
1: Rankin kinda, Bass.
0: Yeah, Rankin Bass. Like you. That kind of, <laughs> sort of, is a sequel, but not really. It, it's its own thing, but it's also a sequel. It, it's a very, very strange one. But anyway, back to Aragon. So, yeah, um, the acting in this movie, for the most part, is very wooden, very theatrical, but not in a good way, I feel. I feel like they're just, a lot it's of them can't seem to get. It's harmless, yeah, but like Aragon himself and like uh, the elf princess Anya they definitely uh, seem kind of wooden in a way, like they can't really get a grasp of their characters. Also, uh, by the way, uh, fun fact, uh, the Elf Princess was going to be played by Emily Blunt. That means that this movie would have almost starred Frodo Baggins and Temptus Shadow. Hmm. Yeah, but definitely, uh, one guy who definitely does put a lot of effort in this was Jeremy Irons, who plays, of course, the wizard Braun, who... Definitely, okay, you talk about like a new hope. He definitely 150% is Obi-Wan Kenobi.
2: Yeah. A like
0: hundred. Uh, you could just like, as soon as he steps on the screen, you could actually st- basically say, oh yeah, they're just doing Obi-Wan again. But Jeremy Irons sells it because he is a fantastic actor. I mean, yeah. he was the best part in this, or one of the best parts in this, and in another bad fantasy movie from the 2000s, the uh, Dungeons and Dragons movie.
2: New, not new the original I one, Among Thieves.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, he was in the original Dungeons and Dragons movie, oh, which okay. is not a good one. No, 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 that is that is a really bad movie. Like, okay, it, yeah, but he was in a. Of course, he was Scar in Lion King. He's really good in a movie that I think is really underrated and no one talks about the uh, two thousand and two version of the Time Machine. He's the Uber Morlock in that, and he's really, really good. No, yeah, cheating Marlock. Yeah, exactly. Oh, they're not like that. They're not like that version. They're more like they actually more like predators in that version. But anyway, back to Aragon. Enough with you know the uh Yeah, Aragon. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I do like the idea of uh, the telepathic communication between you know the yeah. Riders and the dragons. It definitely is something that really hasn't come up in fantasy a lot. And it's one thing that you 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 see it and you wonder. Why didn't they do this sooner? Why didn't anybody come up with this idea before? You know, it's like something that it took, you know, until the 2000s or someone to come up with that idea. And yeah, basically the best character in the movie, and he's honestly a better protagonist than Aragon is Murtaugh. He definitely is, you know, I I don't know. He definitely is like the Han Solo of the group. Again, you know, the New Hope uh, comparison. He
2: came in last minute, so he doesn't really
1: count
0: yeah exactly exactly but he definitely is i think i think what it is is number one his characterization number two it's just that i don't know it seems like the actor who's playing him is actually giving a pretty decent performance all things considered
1: yeah he seemed to be one of the few people that was actually trying with this Uh, yeah exactly exactly. he wasn't like you know
0: he wasn't there for the paycheck like john Malkovich. he wasn't trying too hard like you know aragon he definitely like he knew what kind of movie he was in And he was going to relish every second of it. Same with uh, Jeremy Irons, in a way. Yeah. yeah.
2: Okay, Okay. actually, in defense of Aragon, I will say this. Aragon himself is not a bad protagonist. Honestly, I would say that compared to someone like, say, Luke, I feel that he uh, had a bit more promise. Like, he peaked a little early, but honestly, it didn't bother me that much because he... Well, got his shit together, and honestly, was far from annoying throughout the entire film.
0: No, like, no, I could think definitely agree it there. I mean, he didn't have anything like "I'm going to the Tashi station to pick up the power converters." He didn't have oh, anything like, like oh,
2: that. Like what the heck they did with Black Cauldron? Or
0: that too, that too. Oh, Black Cauldron! Wow, that—that's another true. uneven <laughs> fantasy movie. Wow, wow. But but yeah, no, he's definitely not an annoying protagonist. But to me, my problem is that he's just not that very memorable. I mean, you, you could say it's the same like Percy Jackson, like like that other one, Seventh Son, which is one we'll be reviewing sometime in the future. Mm. Wait, wait, what? It's a, another fantasy movie that was an attempt to build a franchise and it kind of collapsed. kind of like this, but less well-known. Uh-huh. But basically what it is, is um, the problem is, again, that these characters don't really stand out. I mean, Harry Potter, you know, the, I'm going to be honest, the Harry Potter franchise are very hidden and miss for me like some of the movies are good some of them are not so good it's very very up and down but at least you know you could say that you remember a lot of it whereas with this movie it just feels like it's
1: in and out basically
0: yeah, yeah. the main issue want- is
1: and i don't know if it's from a, a bad script or bad directing or what but everyone is just so bland, so forgettable, just exactly, so exactly. wooden. Okay, it, it feels like this is actually one of those kind of parody movies that you would see, like Epic Movie or something. Except yeah, this was the real it's, movie. This was actually trying. Yeah, yeah, it yeah seems it's actually like, trying.
0: It seems, yeah, like you said, it would be like something that Mel Brooks would do if yeah, if he had like a few more jokes or a, or like a Leslie Nielsen type of movie. But they're playing it completely straight.
2: But I mean, there is to a, be fair, something like say, uh, oh gosh, what well, Dragonheart Vengeance yeah. would definitely uh, have been. Uh, honestly, is honestly is better. Like it is. I, I would I say that,
0: I would go on and say Dragonheart Vengeance is a better movie than Aragon because, and even though that movie was made for probably like a quarter of the budget that this thing had, you could tell that movie had a lot of effort put into it, and it really just seemed like it had people who cared about who actually gave 150 percent. whereas this movie was like made by a studio who wanted a big franchise it was 20th century fox basically sitting down and going we got to get some of that you know middle earth money we got to get some of that harry potter money and it just you know really did not work out for them because this movie wasn't a box office bomb per se it actually did make money but it really got critically you know salvaged and again, they wrote it in such a way to to where they actually could not continue with the book's story, which I just kinda of find hilarious in a way. Yeah. Honestly, if they had decided
2: to go ahead with the sequel,
0: I personally I thought, wouldn't have I would minded have watch it. seeing it. I would have watched uh, it and seen how they could improve it, you know. They definitely yeah, how they open. Could,
2: how they could definitely uh go in the direction that they were going and like finding a way to make sure that things don't ultimately go to shit like making their own universe you know like and honestly the lord of the rings thing is kind of a bit of a stretch if you really really think about it because like what other races are there other than freaking elves who were only mentioned and like those living corpse things called yeah
0: the I mean, uh, and they, do mention, army dwarves,
2: though?
1: Uh, yeah, they the, do mention the that the dwarf king an elf, and yeah. those barbarian people thing are absolutely orcs. they are so
0: much orcs exactly you know what what it is as soon as i saw them i'm like oh they tried marching into helms deep but they got lost on the way that they totally 100 <laughs> percent are orcs but yeah, uh, they the, uh, honestly the sort of they're less Orcs, orcs and more savage humans. humans. Yeah, definitely, definitely, and like especially to me, the biggest tell that it was trying to be like Middle Earth was the ending sequence with you know Aragon, you know waking up, and you know he sees Saphira and they go out of the cave, and the shot of like the mountains and the woods. It's like, oh, that is so so trying to be the Middle Earth movies, with just how that shot was framed and everything. It definitely mm. reminded me of. You know, when Frodo woke up and was greeted by Sam and, you know, Barry Pippin, you know, Gimli and you know, all of them. So, yeah, but there was one part of this movie that Lord of the Rings did not have. And we're going to talk about her right now. Safira. <laughs> she, she's one of the best parts of the movie. She oh, yeah. really is the reason I think most people even remember this movie. And I have to admit, especially for 2006, she looks incredible that is some absolutely phenomenal CGI. I, I can definitely tell they put the money on the screen with her. Now, I'm not saying she's as good as, like, you know, Smaug would be later on in Desolate of Smile, or even Narissa, or even, like, Narissa. But she definitely looks good. And Rachel Weiss is her uh, voice actress. Mm-hmm. Um, she's probably best known for being in The Mummy and The Mummy Returns, not The Mummy 3. Uh, which is one of the many reasons why that is not really a good movie, but mm. her voice actress but Rachel Weiss definitely is a great voice actress for Sapira because it really does work for the character, and of course, the uh, part where you know she hatches and it's like a baby dragon is absolutely adorable. Uh. one thing I actually still remember is the entire theater saw like baby Saphi, they all went, aww. <laughs> I, I, I remember that. I actually remember that about the movie that you know,
2: people were just
0: amazed at how cute baby Sophia was. I yeah. was a little
2: hesitant. like I don't get me wrong. I still found her cute, but like, there was a little tiny bit of uncanny valley with her design that I couldn't exactly overlook. And personally, as much as Sephira is honestly good for being a dragon that was just born recently, I have I have opinions.
0: For uh, okay, starters,
2: okay. her uh, her thi- okay okay. Before I continue with my opinions, hi Envery. welcome to welcome to the uh, podcast. Okay, yeah, yeah. Hello, uh,
0: yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, mean, yes, like, my I opinions. Right.
2: Okay, firstly, uh, her character is. A little middle of the road. She yeah. she does like uh, she does give a shit. She does like stand her ground sometimes. She is a little somewhat naive, but not yeah. to the extent where it's like, oh, what that? Oh, it, yeah, it, It's no, like, like kind of
0: like what happened with Sisu a little bit. Yeah, or, or, or like. What that...
2: with, well. Like okay, even then it worked for Sisu because it had been like for ages. But, but I'm like really a... glad they didn't decide, decide to do that for civis Also, yeah, like yeah. Izzy Glow, because like, yeah, dear lord, that
0: too, that too. But yeah, I mean, like I, said, I don't uh, hate
2: her for that, but like, I don't really it think it would have worked for Eric for Sofia. It sometimes yeah, gets tedious. Yes, but anyways,
1: yeah. Sound like a parrot. Second yeah, thing, yeah,
0: that's that is, what I was gonna say she's an exposition machine yeah okay second
2: uh i feel the plot didn't really do well for her direction for the most part it it feels a little she feels static but aimless if that makes any sense like she's she's consistently like uh noble she consistently like uh keeps a calm head despite everything because like telepathic dragon and all that shit but like The development just doesn't fully feel there, you know? Like, like she remains consistent. She gets stronger. She learns new abilities. But, like, as a character, does she really, like, get better? Question mark? I mean, she kind of does. Don't get me wrong, but... I I see where you're coming from. Yeah, okay. Thirdly, her design's a little... Uh, like her baby, her baby design is a little off, like I said. Like I gotta agree with. I you. like yeah, again, yeah. it's a little uncanny valley. It kind of got distracting, but when she got older, she got uh, when she got older, like really quick, like even faster than that I do when I trying to up like Dragon type seemed, Pokemon.
0: That always confused me because it always seemed like that was a time skip. The way they shy with you know the phase yeah. in and phase out. I, I like to imagine that it would have been like a would have been like a grown man or something, but. The fact that it apparently happened in, like, a matter of seconds is Ur- definitely a choice. You know, yeah, definitely I feel like a couple all the of days of the
2: at again. most, but, uh, yeah, still, it feels a little off. Like, they did that really fast. Like, oh, here's a whole crap ton of EXP candies. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs>
0: right, right. Rare candies. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, yeah, so you guys will love this.
1: Go ahead, i no, you Yep. Uh, the the reason that that happened was, uh, and I've heard this from several different people because I haven't read the book myself. In the book, it was mentioned that over the course of months, she grew up, and it quote seemed explosive her growth. They they went literal with that so that they could just do that really quick over the course of uh, an afternoon rather than having to age their characters Yo, over months. Growth?
0: I mean you could have done like a time skip though. I mean you didn't have to yeah. just do it like oh we need yeah. the dragon as an adult on screen. Let's let's do it in two seconds. Okay, there it is. Let's go. It's okay. like again, that shows that they really just wanted to get this out because you yeah. couldn't just have sat down and logically said, Yeah, you know, I mean you didn't even have to show the time skip. You could have, all you had to do was you could have had the scene where Sapira goes, you know, to her Aragon and add a line and that's something like Oh, it's been a good couple of months. It's just something like that, basically. Yeah,
2: it I mean, okay. In, the way they did it. in defense of the film, it could have very well happened, and it just gave the illusion of days. You know? Exactly, really? yeah. I, I can like, kind of see yeah, what Yeah, but do. I don't really think it's
0: like that. But yeah, it was also, one thing like in the book explosion. that is interesting why they changed it for the movie... In the book, she had like leathery wings, kind of like, I guess you'd say like Maleficent's or some, or, you know, Narissa's or like even, uh, she had like leathery wings. Yes. Thank you. But here they made it feathered. And the reason why they did that was because of X-Men, the last stand. Apparently they saw the character of Angel with like the wings and that. And they were like, that's such Mm. an awesome effect. We have to do it for this movie. Okay, in, in all fairness, facing.
2: I can kind of see why. And, I, and honestly, it kind of works for Sephira. No, I'm
0: going to be honest with you. I agree. I actually like that she's a feathered dragon because that's something we do not get to see at all. Like, you know, and, feathered and dragon even we, is a unique concept, I think. And and even if we
2: do, it's more times associated with the wind element, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. Not compared to, like, you know, a typical medieval type of dragon like Sephira. Yeah, yeah uh, Safira definitely um, is a good character. And I do have to admit, you know, as bad as the movie is, you know, or mediocre as the movie is and such, the flying yeah, as- sequences are really cool. And, the yeah. body, you know, he could see through her eyes and see how exactly, you know, basically the contours of the wind and stuff like that. That is so awesome. That is something that, again, I really feel like in a better movie, like if he, you could have really done something with that idea... You know, it definitely, definitely was something that I feel it really could have worked. But again, they just didn't seem to have the time, the money or the drive. There was just one something missing from it. The one part I do find kind of funny, again, is the part where he blames her for his or Aragon blames Sephira for his uncle's death because I'm sorry. He just gets kind of really whiny in that sequence. And it's actually unintentionally
2: hilarious, I feel. Okay. Kind of is, but personally, I think that's the most that that's I think that's the that's the only part in the movie where it gets absolutely stupid for me. Like, it just gets like, like, what the shit, kid? Like, seriously, she was trying to keep you safe. And honestly, it works both ways. I get his anger because she just wanted to keep him safe and he couldn't save his uncle unless he was there. But like she was doing him a favor, and like he talks exactly. t- like she tells him to like, and then he tells her to like fuck off forever. It's like fucking hell. Like that
0: exactly, was exactly exactly that. Fully that is when that really, really does you know not make sense within the thing of the film.
1: It when definitely that happened,
0: wa- Sorry. Yeah, uh, right.
1: When that happened, I was like, wow, this film is so bad. They decided to do the third act breakup in the first act. What the hell?
2: Well, thankfully, that's about. Well, thankfully, they got it out of the way there. So, I will give yeah. them that that it's not at. So, I will give them that that they didn't decide to do it in the third act. So, exactly, exactly. Uh, Dave, got honestly, out of the way. I think first act. I think first act breakups aren't necessarily a bad thing and need to honestly happen well, more because let's be yeah. fair here. Like we get third act breakups, uh, some valid, some not so much. But we oh, never all the really time, get especially with like...
0: like XR and Disney these days, it seems like every other movie have theirs has to have like a third act breakup to the point where it's getting a little tedious, but I have to agree to you know, they're doing do it. And like the first act was kind of unique. And I feel like again, in a better movie, you definitely could have explored that a little bit more.
2: Yeah. A little yeah. bit more. Like, like even for that, like even for something like that, that would be like, pretty unique like he had just lost his dad and he told her to like heck off just like what? we could we, that's, that's honestly clever the more you think about it
0: it is it is I mean that there, there is a way you could do it but unfortunately this movie was not very interested in that
2: I, I mean do they like kind of the did I mean they kind of did explore it just a little bit with like uh, the t- telepathic recall that sort of thing so I can't fault them too much for that. You know?
1: Yeah, yeah no, I, I have no objection it. to uh, first-act breakups. The problem is they made this like it was a third-act breakup. So it it actually yeah. felt like they rushed it.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. I do like her relationship with Brom. It's like it's very noble, you know, how basically she interacts with him. It's definitely one of the more unique parts of the movie, and one part that again I really do kind of like, and it again is not this movie isn't terrible. It's not like you know, it's not a zero out of ten or anything like that. It's not like Uwe Boll level mm. or like you know the Beast of Yucca Flats level bad or anything like that. But I'm sorry, right, Uwe, Uwe, Uwe Boll,
2: what? Doctor Uwe Boll,
0: the uh, director of House of the Dead, In the Name of the King, and Dungeon Siege Tale. Uh, uh, basically, okay. a lot of bad movies. A lot of bad yeah, movies. But anyway, How he, the the he was behind. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, that uh, zombie movie. He did that. Uh but getting back to this, the part where she basically uh takes Brahm up for one last flight while he's dying is really, really well done. And it actually is so heartbreaking in a way. Yeah. And that is probably, to be honest with me, one of the better sequences of the film. Yeah. It's that part It definitely is a unique take on, like, of course, doing in The Wizard, which happens in a lot of fantasy movies. But this, I feel, did a version of it where they actually really, really stood out. But for the most part, to me, it seems like this movie is kind of formulaic. You know, Sephira and Aragon go to some place and get ambushed. We know, rinse and repeat until the final battle. Although yeah. I will say this, the final battle itself is pretty cool. The way they do it, the way they do like the smoke dragons, the way, you know, it's done, yeah. it definitely is CGI. A lot of it is kind of obvious, but it is pretty cool. There is one major continuity error when uh, Durza is killed. And it's one that, you know, I'm not, the kind of, I'm not the kind of person who's like, oh, plot hole, ding, that kind of guy. But there's one thing that it's so obvious that they didn't really notice this the arrow you know, Aragon fires it, and it hits him in the forehead. Cut to the next shot. It's in the back of his head. It's like, you really didn't notice that?
2: Uh, okay. Little bit of devil's <laughs> advocate here. I think it works because, like, he probably didn't know, he probably saw it coming from the front, but he didn't really uh, remember that, like, arrows can, like, pierce freaking heads, so,
0: exactly, like... exactly. <laughs> yeah, I can kind of see that, but like I, said, I do like the idea of like the smoke dragons. I do like the the basically the way it's shot is well done. The cinematography is pretty good. A little bit dark in some parts of that sequence. Yeah. That's think one thing I would change, uh, cinematography, it is kind of hard to look at, and everywhere. I don't know why they did that, but I feel like with a little bit more lighting in the scene, it would be very, very well done. And of These course they have the uh you know fake out ending of her being hurt, but she turns out she's okay, and her and Aragon basically ride off into the sky to an adventure that would never happen. It does yep. have a cool sequel hook. I will say that it definitely has one of the better you know sequel hooks that it had, where you know uh, you know John Malkovich's character, basically gets pissed. He cuts open the map and he reveals his own giant black dragon, and it's like, oh man, that is so cool. But again, never made a sequel, so. We'll never get to see it. They are apparently making a mini series, an Aragon mini series for Disney. Plus. And when it comes out, we are 100% going to review it. And it oh, definitely yeah. is. Yeah, it definitely. I feel like this has potential. The story yeah. itself has potential. And I feel, to be honest, a mini series for it might work out a little better because then you can explore more about the backstory between the dragons and their riders and why they basically all went extinct. Yeah. You could do more about Safira's relationship with Aragon and Brahm and that. You can really I feel especially with today, with today's mm-hmm. like T V budgets, you definitely could make a good version of it. And I, I wish them the best of luck with it.
3: Yeah, yeah, Aragorn, movie I really hope it turns out bold. good.
0: And I really, really hope that again we don't get uh, another repeat of this. Where this yeah. isn't like I say bad, but not yeah, it's not bad. Is. It's not. It's, not. it's, it's a not background terrible. movie, like we said earlier. It's a five out of ten. You know, it's like you had so much potential to be more than what you were, but again, sort of like with a Ryan the Last Dragon, Sabira is a gr- is a really great dragoness in a not so good movie, in my opinion.
1: Uh, yeah. Ernie, what would you say? Uh, it wasn't Aragon. What? Yeah.
0: I said, um, sorry,
1: sorry. Uh, Anverney, uh, what'd you say?
0: <sighs> Wasn't that movie like, okay. Um, all old? right. Um, let's get to the question of the week then, uh, which is, uh, what book to movie adaptations were you disappointed in and why? And I'll say one that I liked as a kid. Then when I actually read the books and I went back to it, I kind of got a little over it. Cause I feel like it kind of, it did its own thing, but I think it did too much of its own thing, and that's the uh, a Series of Unfortunate Events with Jim Carrey. Now, again, it's not a bad movie. It definitely is a good one, but when you compare it to the books, it really, really is like, what is this, you know? They take so many liberties with it. Uh, Jim Carrey is basically doing a lot of his, you know, Jim Carrey shtick, which, you know, even by 2005, I think we can all agree, was getting a little bit old I mean, now oh, now we miss him really. of course, but back then, but yeah, uh, I I do have to agree that the uh, cinematography, the set designs, the movie is good. Like the music is good, even some of the performances. But man, I just feel like looking back at it now, it's like you have definitely had potential for it to be good, and I feel like you just kind of missed the mark. I have not yeah. seen the uh, Netflix miniseries, so I can't really comment about that. But
2: I can, however, okay, okay, real ahead. talk. I prefer the movie over the series. I love the, I, I. the series was good. It was, it was interesting. It was unique. It had Patrick Warburton as a uh, Lemony Snicket, which was very, oh, good casting. very good casting. unique. Ooh. But I feel the budget shines in places where it really shouldn't. Uh,
0: I like that. A kind of TV budget yeah. issue.
2: Yeah. TV uh, streaming budget issue yeah however yeah, okay and, and another thing i will personally say that a series of unfortunate events movie had the best reptile room i love the red tile room I oh, no, oh, set, like yeah, i said the that, set
0: design that. was really cool on it yeah. i will say that like the okay. actual design of the locations are very very well done
2: yeah I, I mean even in the new one the reptile room was pretty good but like Compare that to what we got in the movie, and holy fuck, man, I felt more for that one than I did for the new one. And And the whole fake-out with the... I can definitely say, you know,
0: have a theatrical budget compared to a TV one. There's only so much you can probably do with it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, what other uh, book-to-movie adaptations uh, were you kind of disappointed by, would you say? I
2: personally have no idea i love all i loved all the harry potter movies like even the ones that were sort of meh were very interesting uh i also enjoy i only saw one of the percy jackson movies and uh loved that but gosh uh hell even the bad guys the, i was not disappointed bad with guys that is one. amazing
0: bad guys is, is one of the best i feel that that is incredible how they oh do yeah that.
2: oh yeah okay I'm going to do a technical here. Okay, go ahead. There is one movie in the Shrek franchise that I personally was like, mm, it had its moments, but yeah, I loved the first three. They were great. They were fun. <laughs> the spinoff was amazing. Hell, even my mom likes the third one as divisive as that one was. Wow. But, yeah, yeah four, like forever, is ultima- 4 is ultimately where things got a little uh Yeah, I'm trying to say that. In yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Is, I it's yeah, I don't, like, don't it's a I don't, I was disappointed in it, but I can't say I absolutely hated it, you know? I
0: see, I see, yeah. I,
2: I, yeah, it, it, it was definitely disappointing, but not to the extent that I didn't have my fun where it uh, didn't happen. You know, exactly. yeah,
0: no, I understand, I understand. A lot of people probably don't even know. And again, we'll do that in September when we do the Shrek movies. The Shrek book is so not like the movie that it's it's really almost a completely unique thing. It has like almost nothing to do with the movie that we got. But sh- even the but but it's still great. It's still a fun little time. But and the movie is, of course, way better than the book. Uh, but it's, it's, it's mean, a fun time. Yeah, yeah. crying out
2: loud, the book had Shrek pull a fucking Glock at the sky and eat a freaking lightning bolt. How ball. do you I go love from that, that to I love that. freaking I love media that's and, that's and fairy tale satire?
0: Yeah. Like, exactly, holy shit. Exactly. They, they definitely took creative liberties, but that was one time where it was good. So anyway, uh, Math Machine, what would you have to say? Uh, any book to movie adaptations that you were kind of disappointed by?
1: Uh, first, uh, Aragon is fifteen years old to answer a question that was asked earlier. Uh, wow. Second, uh, oh, as, far as, wow. uh, as far as as far as ones that I'm disappointed with, I can't really think of any. There's uh, one that I really did like, though. Uh, that's what I was more thinking about. Uh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. By all means. Uh, a lot of people would say stuff like Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, etc., yada yada, or even like Holes for its accuracy yeah uh, the one that i really I'm liked uh it just came out too uh my father's dragon loved that book oh. as a kid thought that cartoon saloon did a great job of animating it uh, for the i
0: next- have not heard of it i would definitely have to check that out it's How one of those it, uh... very
1: you can tell it's a very uh it, it's a mid 1900s uh children's book kind of story so it's it's one of those, you've seen this kind of stuff before, but it's just very well done and very well animated, I think. Oh, a Cartoon Saloon, I mean, that alone
2: is, is a sign of I'm quality sorry. right there.
1: I'm yeah. sorry, which book are you talking, uh, which movie are you talking about? My Father's Dragon.
2: Oh, yeah, I would mean to see that one.
1: It's really good. Yeah.
2: Probably nice. Cartoon
1: Saloon's weakest movie, but oh, that's yeah. uh, still that's, pretty like, That's high not saying
2: much, like, Compare it, to Song of the Sea. Yeah, I, I think I can see where you're going, but I definitely want to see that movie now.
0: Yeah, me too. That, that definitely sounds like it's a good time. So, uh, Lucky Evie, would you have to say anything about uh, any book to movie adaptations? Well,
3: I've watched approximately one. Okay.
0: Oh yeah.
3: And that was Percy Jackson. Okay. Any thoughts
1: on that? That was so long ago that I cannot tell you anything about it. Oh, I, no, I understand,
0: I understand. Like, believe until, believe I was like, or not, a kid. Yeah, yeah. Believe it or not, until, like, for this podcast, I have not seen Aragon since that time in 2006 Christmas, believe it or not. Like, believe it this not. was the first time watching it since then, aside from, like, catching it on TV for, like, 15 minutes
2: or something. The I first time seen watching it since I you know, was in definitely. elementary school. Yeah. I forget if it was second or third grade, but yeah.
0: Yep, like so anyway, it is now to. time for the patent-pending Dragonist Scale, where we rank the uh, Dragonist, Female, Dinosaur, etc., of the episode from 1 to 10. And today, we're, of course, we're doing Sephira. I am going to be generous. I am going to give her maybe a... I in good conscience give her an 8 out of 10, so I'll give her a 7 out of 10. I really like the design. I really think Rachel Weiss is a good voice actress. I feel like what they do with her does kind of knock her down a couple of points. Like, I feel like they should have given her a bit more, say, dialogue or a bit more things to do. A bit more
2: development.
0: Exactly, Exactly. And the fact that she is an exposition machine at points definitely does kind of hurt her. But she honestly has some of the best scenes in the film. And she, again, is the only reason that the movie is... Memorable basically without it, I yeah, feel like the most this movie would be as forgotten as something like, say, the 2000 Dungeons and Dragons movie or Damn. Seven Sun, or you know, t- tens of the other thousands of fantasy movies based on books that tried to become franchises but failed. But Sabira definitely is a good character with a good design and a good voice. What yeah. they do with her hurts it, but as a whole, I definitely feel like she has a lot of potential and. I'm interested in seeing how they'll do her in this uh, new Disney plus miniseries. Okay, Mm. and what do you have to say? Uh,
2: okay. so I agree for the most part with what you're saying. Her design uh, when she's not uh, when she's not a baby is uh, pretty great. And honestly, the more I think about it, the more uh, the little baby design kind of reminds me a bit of like uh, Zim from uh, freaking uh, Dragon Prince that yeah and again i do think that uh safira definitely uh definitely showed a lot of promise as well she had her good moments she uh she did stuff when it when the plot needed it and when uh like it was actually like you know needed and i also uh oh yeah and i also think that uh and, and i also felt a very much sorry for her and Aragorn uh, near the end of the movie, because, like, they fought so hard, and ugh, that fight with the Dark Dragon is, oh, no, was no, awesome, and, again, like, really that was well terribly close. Terribly close. I will say that much. Uh, that being—so, yeah, with all that said, I— I'm kind of going to go a little higher. If not a 7 out of 10, then I might give her an 8 out of 10. Again, I agree that she's a good, she's a great character in a decent movie, but that's because I, uh, I was a little more lenient and a little more willing to understand going into this movie. And I honestly wasn't disappointed with watching the movie. I, I I can't say the same for films like say Reanimated, which I remember loving as a kid, but watching it again, why did I like it? But yeah, yeah, yeah this movie was not movies. that. It was not movies. that. Oh, by the way, uh by the way, Avery, uh your uh your movie that your book movie that we uh felt disappointed in and uh your thoughts. So, uh
0: um, okay, um, book. Matt Machine, what would you have to say?
3: Oh, anyway, the book and movie,
0: um, about adaptation. a Saphira, what uh, score would you give her?
2: Uh, dude, uh, and very uh, speaking.
0: Oh, oh, sorry, sorry, I oh, was sorry, sorry, um, oh, sorry, 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 sorry about that. Whoops, yeah,
3: yeah, the book sorry to movie about. adaptation that I was mm. kind of disappointed in, but. How it is now, when it first was released, is entirely different. Basically, How to Train Your Dragon. Oh! Well, okay. On answer. Series, but cover to cover. And the book series had a very fun series of events, and was very fun. And while the movie is not at all like the books, and some similarities, at least in the first book, the, what ends up happening in the books and what happens in the show is completely different After the first movie, like it completely goes into different, separate, different paths. Yeah, especially considering the fact that the dragon that Hiccup gets is entirely different as well. Because Toothless and the books was actually a small green baby dragon.
0: Right, I remember that. I had, uh, I think I had some of the books. I remember that.
3: And
2: I remember they didn't explode the red death; they just sneezed it or something like that. If yeah, I recall correctly, definitely
0: more uh, childlike than the movies.
2: Yeah, but I understand. Yeah, anyway, if I understand. Yeah, the How to Train Your Dragon movies were definitely unique in that regard. The third movie was where things got a little dicey, yeah. but I do, I do still like that movie. Yeah, but anyways, but and movies... now your thoughts on uh, Safira?
3: Safira, five, probably four out of ten, because I've Ooh. seen, God. I've actually played a video game to where they do her arc. Uh, an arc that like hers way better, and oh yeah, wow. way, way better impact. What's, What's it called? Uh, from Guild Wars Two.
2: Whoa, really? Wow, yeah. I did not know oh, that. Uh, what, uh, Repeat that one more time.
3: Aureen from Guild Wars Two, where you take a baby dragon, and they do eventually become an exposition thing, but they take time with
2: it. Oh, fuck. I want to play Guild Wars 2 now, man.
3: Same, same. Wow, wow. Uh, that sounds great. You get, you get yourself uh, an egg, and then it becomes a baby dragon, and that baby dragon grows up. And then eventually, when she's an adult, she starts talking to you, and it,
2: and she is one hell of a powerhouse. I oh, want to play Guild Wars 2 same now. Yeah, it has been wow. ages since I played that game. I want to fucking play it now.
0: Same, same.
2: That sounds awesome. Uh, uh, oh, you do need the you uh, do need uh, expansion
0: man. for it.
2: I'm sorry, what?
3: I will say this. You need expansions in order to play it. Uh, Worth
2: no every fucking dollar. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. so, uh, so so sorry about talk- Sorry about uh, trying to take away your thing like that. Sorry about that. Uh, yeah. I didn't hear you before that. Sorry about that. Okay. To be
2: fair, we didn't expect uh, Andre to be part of the podcast, yeah, but yeah, yeah that's happy right. accidents.
0: Yeah, no, 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 definitely, definitely. It's definitely great to have you here. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah. Again, sorry about talking over you like that. So, uh, math machine, now what would you have to say?
1: Uh, I'm gonna say, and I'm being as generous as I can with this. A four, I just there's something about the way that she was designed. I just do not like the feathery wings on a dragon, they just seemed off to me. I appreciate that they did try something different, but it just didn't work for me. Uh, she had no character. She was literally just a parrot. She just repeated exposition points, and that was it. She had no real personality. She had no real presence. There was nothing bad or offensive about her, but it was just one of those cases of there's just nothing really to to latch on to either. Okay, counterpoint? I didn't really hear her repeat
2: too many plot points, honestly. Like she, she didn't like. There were, I think, there were like one or two moments where that happened. But like, honestly, she was she was just like doing her own thing, you know.
1: I kind of get what you're saying, but at the same time, it just like she didn't really give anything to the story. i I've I've seen some versions where people (laughs) actually just edited out all of her dialogue, kept everything else the same and she kind of had more presence in that, which is weird. Wow.
2: Even even the nostalgia critic, oddly enough, uh, did the same thing. I, honestly, though, uh, again, yeah, I really didn't mind her talking that much. I mean, same same it, it, it would have robbed cool. Rachel Weiss of a role, and that wouldn't have been fair, you know? Exactly, exactly. So, yeah, uh, Lucky Evie, what would you have to say uh,
0: for uh Sabira? Sabira. I like how she looks, eight out of ten. Okay. So uh, what ranking would you give her basically?
2: I I just said eight out
0: of ten. Oh so sorry, sorry I couldn't hear that part, sorry, sorry. Okay.
2: All right, that's good. Eight An out of 10. Eight out of ten, huh?
0: That's, nice. Wow. Yeah, she has a new design.
2: I like that. Yeah, same.
0: Exactly, exactly. So if you have any questions or if you want to talk about how bad mummy tomb of the dragon emperor is, Feel free to email us at FieryDiscourse at Outlook.com or visit us on Twitter at Twitter.com slash fiery discourse. Next time, we'll be talking about the 1996 episode of Quack Pack, Leader of the Quack. Until then, take care. Hey.
2: So, wait, what was that you were saying about Bantlemy Turner, the Dragon Emperor? Like, imagine if, like, that cuts off and it's is like... <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right, thanks so much for listening, and until next time, take care. Peace. Hey.